This is Thomas in the editing bay after uh, the podcast is finished, and I've noticed a lot of cracking and creaking. This is because we were sitting on wooden chairs, and it's the middle of winter. As a result, uh, it's going to happen. I'd like to apologize for this happening. Next week we'll have better chairs and a little better uh, sound uh, foam and whatnot else put up to better help with the actions. After all, we just started this, and you may have heard the chair crack there. Uh, Noah and I are very physical talkers. That's why. Uh, I thank you for your patience, and let's get into it. Good evening, and welcome to the Observation Deck. I'm Thomas. And I'm Noah. Tonight, we're going to try something different. Unlike last week, where we went through sort of a rapid-fire... Current news type deal. We're going to be picking up one story and talking about the implications behind it. Yes. Noah has the story this evening. Yes, so the story that I wanted to cover, it's a little old and it's been discussed before, but I think it serves as a really good springboard into a more broad discussion about the, in California, a bunch of schools are being renamed. It's not just in California, here too. John A. McDonald's You're being right, renamed. You're right, actually. The, really, Sir John A. McDonald's school is being renamed? I'm not sure, but something, a lot of people are getting rid of John they, A. McDonald's. I know they took down a statue of him in, mm-hmm. like, in, like, I think, New, New Brunswick or something, like, out east somewhere? I don't know. But the whole point is the question really arises when you talk about people in the past and saying that they did bad things so we shouldn't remember them for the things that they did. The question becomes then, should we judge history solely based on modern standards? Well, I guess we should start first on our positions. Yeah, Me, for sh- <clears throat> personally, I say history, We it's a bit of both. You need to judge history, obviously, but you it sh- history is something that should make you uncomfortable to learn. Obviously, when you're a jeez. Oh, Obviously, when you are a young person and you're first learning about history, you'll get starry-eyed. But that's because you don't understand the ramifications of what you are learning. Whereas, as you get older, you begin to see the machinations behind it and the evils of the world, not just the events. Yes, I mostly agree. I do think that to to a certain extent, you do need to take historical context into account. <laughs> but that being said. I think Thomas put it very well. You have to look back and judge history. Yes. You can't just sort of say, oh, it was okay then, so it's okay, so it was okay. You mm-hmm. can look back on slave owners and say you shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, you can also not chastise every single person who did something good because they own slaves, because that's only part of the story. Well, to me, personally, it goes under the ideals of what is and isn't. Because, uh, which sounds weird, but let me get to my... Point. You sound like sound like Bill Clinton over there, Thomas. Are you sure? <laughs> you darn kids! Oh, no, wait. Depends on what the definition of is is. <laughs> is 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 and isn't. Anyway, so take for instance John A. Macdonald. He did a lot of he had a lot of bad ideas in his head, like us all. But he also is arguably one of the founders of our country. And I think to try to erase him from history mm-hmm. is foolish. And misguided at best. Sure, should we remember him as... We should keep him, but re-keep how we hold him in our eyes, obviously. I'm. This is sort of getting frayed a bit as right, I'm losing see. my... I'll, I'll add a personal anecdote, because I think, I think this might shed a little light on sort of my opinion, at least. Yeah, yeah. When I was in, um, when I was in third grade... You know that thing where you do as a kid, right? Where you pull your you pull your lips to the side and you say regular words and it sounds like a swear word, right? 
If you say the word apple, but put your lips, it sounds like asshole. Yes, yes, yes. Right? So one of my friends, uh, not a friend, he was just a classmate actually. He, this in third grade, he was in fourth grade, got me to say the word bigger, but pull my lips. So I'm sure you guys can imagine. Obviously, I'm not going to say the word, but I'm sure you guys can imagine what I said. And at the time, I genuinely had no clue that it was even a swear word. Like, I assumed because the joke is you get someone to do that and it says a bad word. But I had no clue what it meant. I thought it was just another swear word. I had no clue the context. But being, having done that and having talked, had my teacher talk to me and I got sort of sent down to the principal's office because that's a very serious thing for a third grader to say. Like, I wasn't obviously not racist, never will be, never was. And my parents both did a very good job of raising me to see not to not see race, but I'm sure if anyone was a principal and they heard a kid said the n word, they'd be kind of oh dear what happened kind of thing. So I explained it to my dad, and I, I explained it to my dad after the whole situation was clear that it was that I didn't know what the word meant. Um, and he asked me if I wanted to learn more about why that was such a bad word because. The teachers and stuff never really explained to me why it was a bad word. Mm -hmm. They just said it's really bad. And I remember even, uh, I got hauled into the principal's office, and one of the first questions they asked is, who did you say? They said, who did you say it to? And I said, this kid, David. And they responded with, is this kid black? And I was so confused. So I was like, "Uh, no, what does that have to do with anything? Which obviously shows how much I knew about the context (laughs) of slavery. But... What it did or by racism being able... in yeah. general. So, what my dad did when I told him and explained everything after the whole situation had been cleared up was he asked me if I wanted to learn more about like why it was <laughs> such a bad word, and so I asked him, and we sort of looked through. He sort of showed me a bunch of history stuff, and I learned the context of that word and why it's not okay. Yes. That being said, if that word was just erased. I would never know if his if that history was just erased. I would never know that 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 history had happened. Precisely. And what happens when that happens? What happens? Sorry. What happens when history is erased? It allows people to repeat it. Exactly. Obviously, you know, there's the whole thing of history repeats itself, which it doesn't. Well, but sometimes history on... echoes. Yes, that is a very good way of putting it. But <clears throat> the notion that erasing history will make the world better, will in turn make the world worse. I mean, just look at 1984. Yeah, look look at what happened in... But it's so bad that... Because we don't even know... So, communism and socialism in the 20th century was a total disaster, as I'm sure most people who are literate at all understand. It was so bad that we literally do not and will never be able to get an accurate death count from the Soviet Union or Maoist China. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to remember that so we know not to do that again. Indeed. And I I think it's kind of ironic, in a sense, that the people who are most outspoken against racism, the Black Lives Matter types, right? They're all for, like, renaming all these schools. But they also want everyone to remember slavery happened forever. Mm -hmm. So it seems kind of counterintuitive. Like, why... How can you have... The let's remember this all the time, which mm-hmm. I think is to a certain extent a correct attitude to have. Like, you yeah. need to acknowledge that this happened. But then when it comes to things that are sort of sad, hollow reminders of what happened that we have to do better, like the names of schools being after things are like, even we don't have them up here, but in the States there are Confederate monuments, right? Oh, yes. Um, 
and like the, they want to take those down so that people don't remember it's I, to their credit they don't say that it's so that because they want people to forget it's because they don't want monuments to people who like that and mm-hmm. you know that's their prerogative well but to me I, allowed... as i say sorry but, i'm gonna actually interject here yeah go ahead to me the confederate monument should be who built them and what was their purpose for being built in louisiana for instance they wanted to take down quite a few monuments which mm-hmm. fair enough because a lot of them were made by the daughters of the confederacy mm-hmm. who were a racist group specifically trying to twist the narrative of what the Confederacy was in order to sort of uh, propagate the lost cause mentality, which is a falsehood. Mm-hmm. And as a result, there are a few that they were t- that were taken down which were made with racist intent and therefore should have been taken down. But there's one which was made for general to commemorate General Lee, mm-hmm. which who yes I can understand General Lee had his faults. Again, he was a slave owner. He was a part of the. Uh, he was the the, our, the uh, leader the, of the yeah. union. No, not the leader of the union. Not the, the Confederacy. My apologies. He was the leader of the uh, the Confederate army. army. My, he, yes. the, he was not the president of the Confederacy. Yes, um, but he was a well-regarded general who, arguably, mm-hmm. was a pretty decent guy, other than. Being a slave owner, I'm not it, saying that. That's makes a pretty him... big blemish, but you just because someone did something bad doesn't mean we shouldn't remember them, even if it is for the bad yeah. thing that they did, right? But the thing is, it was raised to commemorate not him and his, not. It was mostly to you know commemorate his legacy as an army official, as a general, not as a not as a racist or a slaveholder. Yeah, because and... what I think people who are calling for history, not history to be erased per se, but, you know, the people who are like, we should rename schools, we should rename things, we should take down monuments. What they're forgetting is that people are not just one action, right? And that's, I think, interestingly enough, it goes to what the whole culture of everyone is crucified for their mistakes online. Yes. Is that, you know, people can change and people are more than one person. Yes. Depending on who they are. It's, it's... The crusades and the downfall of era aren't always oh so clear. Yes. I mean, <laughs> look at the lead up to the third crusade of who is the king of Jerusalem. That is a that is a story and a half, which I, we won't I, get into, but it's hilarious. Say, I'm not quite familiar with that story, but I'm sure it'd be very basically. Quite interesting. There was a king of there were three papal st- uh, not papal states. There were three kingdoms. From that were established during the first crusade that were used as jumping off points for the later second and third. Sure. Jerusalem and there were two others. Well, before the third crusade, the uh, king of Jerusalem died and left it to his leper son. Now, if you know anything about a leper, le- leper, they aren't going to live too long and they're not likely to have too many children. Yes. Or at least healthy children. Yes. So he died, mm-hmm. left over his own son who was bound to die. And he died very, very quickly. So it began an entire secession crisis. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times, not pentice, but septice. Six times? Six frickin' times. Jeez. If I'm not mistaken, I might be miscounting. But yeah, no. There were entire people (laughs) which involved not only the King of England, the King of the Holy Roman Empire, Mm -hmm. and the King of France... And went on during the Third Crusade. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a historian's like dream come true as far as a historical event that happened. It is, in other words, it it's is... literally every world power at the time, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have the Ottoman... Well, not quite the Ottoman Empire, but what will become the Ottoman Empire. You have... The British, the French, literally everybody. Yeah. Except yeah. for the Russians. Well, 
And just to sort of bring the discussion back to the topic of yes. how history is remembered, like, one thing that these people that are calling for things to be forgotten and removed and changed, mm-hmm. what people often forget is that history is decided by who... By, history is basically decided by the author. You've heard the... Yeah, I'm sure you've heard the, the phrase, history is written by the winners. I agree, and I also disagree right? with that. Well, think about it for a second, right? If the Nazis had won World War II, mm-hmm. then thank, thank God they had, didn't. But had they, we'd, I'm sure, all be being told that the Nazis were the good guys in the World War II. True, but the Nazis did actually rewrite their own history, and we believed it for many years. Oh, how so? When the Nazis fell apart, mm-hmm. and the Cold War began, mm-hmm. the Nazis were presented with a very very good chance to change their history. And this it's because we needed to know what happened in the war in the East against Germany and Russia. Russia, so we knew what we were up against, or I should say the Americans. So the Americans knew what the Russians were up to. Yeah. No, yeah. well what the Russians were capable of. That's what I mean, yeah. And as a result, the Nazis came were ta- were flown over by and taken in by the U.S. Yes. And they were able to pen memoirs and whatnot else. And they, they basically were able to rewrite their history so that instead of thinking about the German army the way it actually was, a small mechanized division running in front of a very large old army from basically World War I, mm-hmm. it was presented as this huge, unstoppable, mechanized giant slamming into Stalinist Russia. And it, we believe that for years, it's only until very recently, since the fall of the uh, Soviet Union, Soviet Union mm-hmm. that we've actually been able to cross-reference what these German soldiers were saying versus what the actions Russians were saying, yeah. and able to actually piece together that, oh, 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 we've been very handily misled. Hmm. Well, you mentioned 1984 before. If I'm, you and I both read the book, of course. Yeah, so. And any listeners who are listening to this, who have read it, will also know that the rewriting of history is a major piece in that book. Like, yes, the party Bureau goes, of Truth. Yeah, the party goes between um, between being at war with uh, Eurasia and East Asia many, many times, and they just rewrite it to be like, oh, we were always at war with these guys. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think that Bill Keefe makes a joke that it happened one time in the middle of a pro-military rally against East Asia, and it changed, and they had to like be given other signs, which is just. Ridiculous, but it seems like almost that's kind of what what's happening in real time. As you see, the people that are well, here's the part that gets me: they renamed in the states Abraham Lincoln Public School because Abraham Lincoln did not demonstrate that Black Lives mattered to him. See, that's where I, why I'm drawing this parallel because that is uh, quite a take. And it would be one thing if it was just something I saw on Twitter because there's someone for every <laughs> opinion on oh, Twitter, yeah, right? Yeah. People are stupid on Twitter. You're allowed to be. Yes. But this is like a school... <laughs> You're almost encouraged. This it. is a school board that has decided, yes, Abraham Lincoln did not show that black lives mattered to him. You know, the guy that ended slavery. You know, no. no. The figurehead of the people who ended slavery. Sure, why not? We'll go with that. Right. So where were we? Right. The southern states had in their slaves, right? Yeah, no, yeah. We, we were talking about Abraham Lincoln, right? Yes. So, yeah, he, he maybe not, not single-handedly, and I'm sure not because he had some moral moral crusade out against slavery specifically. I mean... I mean, he kind of did. Very much so. But, yeah. 
He ended slavery, but apparently no. Black lives don't matter to him. You know, just the people that he freed. Nah, they don't matter to him, I guess. What even are our, are our school boards doing anymore? Like, do they... Okay, you know, okay. You know how, like, when there's a, a smell in a room, and you're in that room for long enough, you stop noticing the smell? Yes. I think that's what's happening to those, to those... I think that's what's happening to those school boards, except they're just in a room with ideologically similar people, and they just, you know, they get used to it and think that the rest of the world's like that. So an echo chamber. Yes. Or in other words... Could it be me who's wrong? No, it's the kids that are wrong. Am I oh. out of touch? No, yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm, I think that there is absolutely... Actually, I would go as far as to say it's a teacher's job to explain to students that bad things happened in the past, but that that's okay that they happened in the past because we learn from them and we can do better. Yes. And I think that all this erasing history nonsense does is teaches them that if we do bad stuff, people will just forget about it. Yep. Which, like... And moreover, it not only does that, but also, let's say in 120 years, mm -hmm. it allows people to look at us with whatever moral standing is at the time. Say, for instance, God forbid, a bunch of actual literal communists believing that Judeo-Bolshevism is the worst thing in the world, because that's... that. If you ever read Mein Kampf, my God, that's fucking... <laughs> I'm not sure what crack Hitler was on, but... <laughs> that's that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I crack up every time. The I... Nazis are so ridiculous; <laughs> it could only be a comedy. Like, yeah. it's like ah, the Jews are controlling the weather. Yes, how'd you know? <laughs> it's like that's real, totally. You're not just making that up because you have some some racist crusade against the Jews for no reason. No way. S something I saw a long time ago was, uh, you know, a couple of you neo Nazis have forgotten just how powerful we Jews are. So next Sunday, we're going to blot out the sun as a reminder of our power. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I just, dude. I couldn't stop laughing That's at that. That's pretty good. I mean, because well, <laughs> the Nazis, being the Nazis, they, they have one of two options. Either A, go outside, <laughs> see that the sun is not blocked out, and then have to realize that the Jews are not... <laughs> all powerful. All powerful. Or they just say that the Jews don't have that power. It's like... Do they, I, I feel like... Anyway, but the point is... Yeah, the, it's ridiculous. See, that allows them to judge you, uh, people who are erasing history, and be like, well, I don't agree with this. They're ex these people were extremely uh, progressive. They were this, they were that. Mm -hmm. We don't like their politics. So any accomplishments you have, or those people have right now, will be erased. Exactly, or like... Yeah, the, or the opposite is that these people... Or if you want to take it more personally to, those, to the people who want mm -hmm. history erased, what if... God forbid, in a hundred years, the Nazis take power in Canada for whatever whatever. That, that was literally what I said. You said no. You said communists. I thought I said Nazis. You That's said why you I said started... communists who were interested in who were who believed Judeo Bolshevism was correct. Those are your exact words. I no, promise you. Nazis. You said you Cause... said communists. So here we are back in the observation deck after Noah and I had a little schism about what I said, yes. and I'd like to apologize and say I was wrong. I said communists. I meant to say Nazis. You see, in Mein Kampf, Hitler's whole shtick is that he wants to defend the Aryan race in Germany from Judeo-Bolshevism, which is communism. Because it was, it was his belief that the Jewish peoples were the source of communism. Mm -hmm. Anyway, as well, we were saying... It's interesting that we bring the discussion to the Nazis, because that's another contentious topic, of course. Although I would argue most people agree that we should that we should remember the Nazis and what the terrible things they did. 
Oddly enough, everyone except Germany, where it's illegal to ha- to, to to show the swastika uh, with a, with a, with certain exceptions, where it's illegal to say Heil Hitler, and it's illegal to do a bunch of other Nazi stuff. And I think you know, I don't. I think it's good intentioned, but misguided. I'll agree because it leaves open the door for people to just forget and then fall prey to the same thing with a different name. Yep. Right. Because yep. all it takes is someone to say, hey, what about instead of Nazism, we call this thing Zazism. Zazism. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't think of a catchy name, and I don't really want to think of a catchy name for rebranding Nazism. I don't know about you, but... Yeah, that's fair. Let's Okay, here we go. Let's call this Dumbassism, because it basically is. Yeah, then yeah that's fair. It just leave, and they come up with some different iconography and different symbols. Mm-hmm. Now you're just getting them to do that. Yep. And now, all of a sudden, people don't know what it is. Yep. And I think that... We're lucky to live in a country where that is... Unlikely. It's, it's unlikely that we will forget the Nazis because whilst it's not great the Nazis still exist, I think it's overall good that we still allow that stuff to be shown so that we can learn from it. Yes. And if not that, so that we can clearly identify the Nazis instead of, you know, then having some new label and having to figure out, oh, mm-hmm. what do these guys believe and is this bad? I don't know about you, but when I was like... 14, 15, and the alt-right was a new thing, I was like, oh, cool, what's this? Because nobody really knew how to quantify what it was. Yep. And once I sort of got into it and realized that it was very much so white nationalism light, I was like, yeah, "Yeah, not for me. When I first heard about it, and I first heard people calling it Nazis and whatnot, I was like, are you dumb? Because I had known some of the people, I had heard some of them talk, and at first, they didn't seem like Nazis. Yeah. Well, and it didn't help that at the time people were throwing around the phrase Nazi, Nazi as like, though it was... like it meant nothing. Like it yeah. was just something you'd call somebody on the street. Yep. It's like, oh, hey, you wanted cheese on that burger? I didn't get it for you. Ah, oh, you Nazi. You know, it's like people just threw it around. <laughs> people this just... video is so fun. This is ridiculous. It... Well, people just threw the label around and it started losing its meaning. So when people said these guys are actual Nazis, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've heard this song yep. before. Well, it's Richard Spencer. Mm-hmm. Or not Richard. Was it yes, Richard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Spencer. He is... Ter- terrible person, by the way. Obviously. He went out and he... When he started speaking, a lot of people were like, okay, that's kind of not... A lot of people... Uh, Chris Reagan said, okay, that's kind of creepy, but that's kind of creepy, kind of Hitlery. But, you know, uh, I can't exactly call him a Nazi now because so many people are calling him a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard enough to say one way or another. And I believe yeah. that's how a lot of people should act. Because now we know... Very clearly, he's a Nazi. He says it himself, even, too. So, yeah, I'd say that's pretty cut and dry. Okay. Yeah, I, I think if someone calls themselves a Nazi, you it's okay. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know what? If people want to use that iconography in a way that's deplorable, to use the word that uh, so many people dislike, but in a, in a way that is very not good. All right. As much as it sucks, they should be allowed to do that if... For no other reason, even if you're against the principle of free speech, if for no other reason, then I can now clearly identify who the Nazis are. Fair enough. Right? Because wouldn't you want to know if someone that you were friends with was a Nazi? I would. Yeah, I guess. And if it's illegal to post a swastika on Facebook... There's no way of knowing. Exactly. I'd rather know and cut that person out of my life. And use the arguably the best part of free speech. Mm Mm-hmm. Shun them for their beliefs. Or not shun them, but... No. Sorry. Be- I said shun. I didn't say... I didn't mean shun. Mm-hmm. I'll let you correct yourself. Go ahead. And 
Now that I'm trying to think of the correct word, my brain. Challenge their beliefs. Yes. Yes. And that's what I think we ought to do about the about the whole concept of history is that. But well, we also have to watch out when challenging beliefs because we don't want to set in the backfire effect. How How do you mean? The backfire effect is when. <sighs> If you've ever tried to debate an anti-vaxxer... I've tried to debate many... Or a flat earther or anyone. Yes, it's because they're opinions. so wrapped around the idea of, of that this is as it is that they... Okay, when you bring up something that the other person believes is wrong, when you give proof to them, the brain has the same reaction that it does to had I just punched you. It feels pain. It, you won't feel pain like it won't be a pain receptor it wants to defend itself yes and as a result this causes it this causes a backfire where it pushes them further into their beliefs yep well exactly if your belief is that the world's against you Mm -hmm. and then the world says you're wrong you prove your own theory Mm -hmm. it's an unfalsifiable theorem and it's it's like the good part the thing about history and that we have to remember when taking into context historical precedent right is that it is our job in the modern era to push, to, to challenge the ideas. But what it is not our job to do is judge the histor- the historical people themselves simply because they had those ideas. We can judge the ideas themselves, I think. Fair enough. Actually, I don't know. I don't know that I fully agree with the statement I made. Because I think you should be able to judge Hitler for the ideas oh, he had. But, I don't know, there's this weird gray area well, where it's like, it's our job to say that this is bad... But it's not our job to say, to get rid of it, right? Yes. I, as I say, I'm a big fan of tacking on underneath the monuments and whatever else a placard that, yeah. uh, you know, reads, this person has achieved all this, but he was also, you know... Yeah. I think that it's a cliche answer, but you know what? Let's erect our own monuments, you know, to things that we yeah. think are important. Fair and enough. As time goes on... I think we should have people be able build to walk more, through a build park. Build more monuments, not burn bridges. Yes, I think we should be able to have people walk through a park and see a picture of a slave owner, and then, right next to the person, a picture of the first black millionaire, for example, or something like that, to put things in context. Right? It shouldn't be no. that history, the context only exists for now mm-hmm. to the past five years, and even yep. that window is shrinking because of how fast the culture is changing what's acceptable and what's yeah. not. Like, just look at all the people... Go back and listen to any comedian's jokes from yep. to the year 2000 to 2010. There is no way you could run that exact same set today and look not at community. be for look it. Look at Community. My fav- one of my favorite shows. If you ran that on TV today... Oh. Well, there's so many things. Like, Mrs. Doubtfire. Could you imagine that being made today? No way. Or or um, any, of, uh, what, any of Mel Brooks's films. You know, like Blazing Saddles. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. But... Well, I, I laughed. I, I laughed so hard when people were talking about Jojo Rabbit. And it's like, it shouldn't be shown. It's like, did are you, wa- st- are, are, are did you, you watch the movie? But it makes me feel uncomfortable. That's the point. It, yeah, it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And it's supposed to illustrate to the reader or the viewer. Well, viewer. And more specifically in this case with Jojo Rabbit, that the Nazis were morons. morons. <laughs> and the point is to show this stark contrast between what the Nazis were, and what they believed and thought and did. No. Because they were, sure, this total authoritarian force over the German people. And they totally corrupted the minds of children yes. into believing that the Jews were demons that were going to kill them. 
that were going to absolutely undermine and destroy everything they held dear. Yes. But at the same time, we see that these people, the Nazis, are bumbling idiots because their ideals are <laughs> stupid. Not just that, but they them not just their ideas, but they themselves. I mean, a lot of people, when you read a memoir, you get the notion that it's Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler, Adolf Hitler. He made all the dumb decisions. And let's not mince words here. I'm not defending Adolf Hitler. He was a genocidal maniac of a man that deserves and to rot in hell. And he made a lot hell. of stupid decisions. But when you look at the memoirs, you get the idea that he was just constantly overruling his generals and making stupid decisions. But early on in the war, a lot of the times he went along with his generals and they were wrong. And when he did overrule them, he'd be right. And it's this weird notion of... It's like when you do X, a certain thing happens, and when you yeah. do Y, another thing happens, right? So, <laughs> when a lot of people talk about the Nazis and whatnot else, it's you begin to get this hilarity of... When the Nazis first start out, their structure of command was polar opposite to everyone else, and then as the Nazis start to lose... Everyone else starts doing what the Nazis were doing, and vice versa. And by that, I mean uh, commanders. You'd have your orders take this town, but then the Nazis would give that to whatever whoever was on the field, and whoever was on the field could make the decision to move his troops however he saw. Yes. It wasn't very top-down like a lot of other armies. Exactly. And that's however, actually, as a matter of fact... as what time one... progressed, mm -hmm. you see that this does very well for the Germans. However, as Hitler overrules his generals and makes more and more good calls, he decides to pull back on this and... Then he makes a couple bad calls, and that fucks everything over. Yes. And whereas the rest of the world has sees the opposite and begin to give more and more freedom to their general yeah. commanders. Well, it's like, in my opinion, it's like, as far as the history thing, what do you think the Nazis would like more? Yep. Everyone to regard them as this, this thing to be constantly feared to the point where we need to erase them from existence and, let, and then have no chance in seeing it when it rises again. Yep. Or should they be the butt of a joke? I think they'd be. I the think they would be like. I could you considering know, making fun of the Nazis was a punishable offense in Nazi Germany. As I was going to say, th that would get the brown shirts knocking on your door to break your femurs. Yes, exactly. It's. I know that obviously we're we are post twenty fifteen where everyone's saying you're a Nazi. No, no, no. We're not the Nazis. You guys are the real Nazis. But it's kind of funny, I think, in an ironic sense, looking back on how that whole discussion panned out from then. Yeah. That the people doing what the Nazis probably would like the most are the ones claiming to Decrying. do it. Decrying. Claiming to do it in, yep. in, in, to get rid of the Nazis. Yep. Which, like I, I've said before, is a valid goal. Like, I, I would love to just wish away any Nazism from history and from the future. Yep. But we have to be realistic, and it's much more effective to explain and Why push back on wrong. those ideas than it is to erase it. Yes. And as I say, to talk to children... And when they do, because children are going to do something stupid. As you said, yeah, you didn't know what you were saying, but you said it. Yeah, well, it's like... You were fed information, so it's up to your father. Your father did what I think is a very good move for your father to do, and he said, all right, now listen, I'm going to explain I'm going to explain to you we're gonna why learn. this is wrong. Right? And my, to my parents' credit, they did a very good job of raising me to... <laughs> I know it's an... Un, it's a, unfortunately, it's, an, it's a controversial opinion nowadays, but I... The term is... The term is that I don't see race. And what I mean by that is, of course, not that not that I can't tell what race somebody this is. is Come very, on, this is very off the initial idea of should we erase history or not. But well, no, I think, I, I think this does have some point to it, though. I mean, yeah. I in guess. this particular context. But I was raised to not see race. 
Like, I just sort of saw a person as a person, and the color of their skin is the same thing as their hair color, as far as an attribute. It's just... Yeah, fair. It's a characteristic that a person has. It has nothing to do with who yep. they are. Right? Like, nobody goes around and judges blue-eyed people differently than brown-eyed people differently than green-eyed people. I mean, Nazis do, but other than that... I d- uh, Thomas, I'm perfectly okay not being like the Nazis. I just, no, I'm just being a... Clear. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, he... So, the notion that even racism was a thing sort mm-hmm. of was like... It was just, like, outlandish to me. Yes. Well, <clears throat> I obviously... I was raised very similarly, where I was told, you know, not to view race and whatnot else. But, as a kid, obviously, you're going to see differences. Yeah, of course. And it was kind of interesting to see and grow up in a neighborhood where um, I was raised in an apartment building with a lot of old people, but then right next door was an apartment complex with a bunch of uh, newer people to Canada and whatnot else. And so it was a very good mixing ground of old ideas and sort of foreign ideas too that were very different from the ones I was being taught, Mm -hmm. which gave me a bit extra perspective, to quote Anton Okay, Anton Ego from Ratatouille, (laughs) yeah, I was about to say perspective but it, it and it's kind of funny because this ended up leading me to a very problematic thing wherein i oh don't give me the big lip i don't like i problematic yes yes but the problem was is that i was walking with my brother and he had a ball and i didn't know it was a friend but my brother was always doing stuff to get me in trouble Mm-hmm. And so I was pretty sure my brother didn't know this guy, but was just telling me to throw the ball to him. Mm-hmm. So I was very scared and I didn't want to give the ball and give away the ball yes. and possibly have it stolen. Yeah. I didn't see the right. It had nothing to do with the right. It had everything to do with the fact that my brother's a dick and yes. would have ran to my parents mm-hmm. if that did happen and blame me and for it. And said, oh, Thomas gave a ball to a stranger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thomas gave... But I got called. I got called racist and whatnot else because my brother actually didn't know the person, and of course, this person just so happened to be a colored person. A colored person, yes. I don't actually remember his. It's race. okay. Speaking of judging history, in like ten years, colored person's going to be racist. Oh, you know? Of course, but no, I can't. I, but I say that because or... I don't. I say that because it, he may have been of Indian descent or he had darker skin. Yeah, I I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. I was very sure. young. Yeah, exactly. And I more remember the yelling I got. <laughs> the yelling. Yeah, in the but same way, like, it's like, like <laughs> someone assumed you're a racist, but it's just you didn't know, and I, I think. I wonder if that has more to do with how you're raised or if kids just yeah. generally don't care. It's like, a bit of both, I, I wonder I if it's... I, I do think it is a bit of both because obviously kids can mm-hmm. learn to be racist. Obviously. But I wonder if naturally but kids would be racist. Is it, well, I think it's... You have to remember there's nature and nurture. Yes. There is your... How should I explain this? There's your personality matrix, which is entirely based upon your genetics. Mm-hmm. But there is... The nature or the thing you were brought... Say if you're a rebeller, if you rebel against things, if you're brought up in a very good household, you're going to... That person who's rebelling is going to rebel against the good household well, so that you and fall your, into dysfunction. It's also that you adapt to your environment. If you're rewarded well, for yeah, certain yeah, behaviors yeah. and you're punished for others, you're going to learn... Well, that's the, the nurture argument, but yeah. where I'm getting to that is... But if you'll notice, a lot of people who rebel in bad neighborhoods rise out of them. Yeah, exactly. Because there was, there was they... actually a movie made recently about um, like this, this famous lawyer, I think, in the States. Mm-hmm. 
where he started in a really bad neighborhood and he had like his mom was a crack addict yep. and he made something better of himself because mm-hmm. he wanted to be get away from yep. what was theirs. But it's all you see this very similar but flipped story of like rich kids who just do nothing but do drugs and yep. and fall bang down to the rabbit holes every single week, you know, it's like Yeah. Yep. And yeah. It's it's as far as the judging history thing with the concept of being colorblind as well. That's another thing that's being viewed as is not good. It's being colorblind. And it's like, what? I can understand that to some extent. I, to be honest, I don't. Well, okay. To say everyone is the same with the same sensibilities is stupid. Because not everyone is the same. Not everyone has the same sensibilities. Sure. However, I do understand where you're coming from in the stance of... Well, race has nothing to do with it, of course. It can. Not always, but it can. By race, I literally just mean skin color, by the way. Yes, I know, but then there's stuff like redlining, which was a practice that continued all the way up until like the 1990s, if I'm not mistaken. What is what is red? I've not heard. I've heard this. Redlining is very basically. It started, I believe, I want to say in like the 30s, but sure. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was the practice of any that it was how in a neighborhood neighborhoods would be different color coded in uh, terms of rising and declining, oh. and in these areas. You'd be given uh, these areas, the red lines, the red areas, mm-hmm. redlining is where the name declining, comes from, yeah. means declining. And almost every redlining area, irregardless of whether or not it actually was rising or declining at the time, was black. Primarily black dominated. So and it was, it was more because so of a, racism. I was going to say, so it was more so uh, the city planners being racist and being like, we don't like black people. So let's and so we'll make it hard for them to get them a home. Let's make it hard for them to get a home, make it hard for them to get this, sure. that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Which devalued their homes, which created a downward cycle for them, yeah, which I'm... led to the very issues we're having now where inner cities are basically slums. Mm-hmm. I would argue in that circumstance, so then you should focus on the areas, not so much the race. Well, yeah, that's fair. But again... It started because of race. Yes. And as a result, it's now... But that's not anything to do with who a person is, though. That's just what a person has. Right? Yeah. That's more so what I mean when I say colorblindness. Like, obviously, I can acknowledge that the majority of... But you can't look at history and... Yeah, but you can't look at what the people were doing with colorblindness and go, that was okay. Oh, yes. I understand what you're saying now. Yeah, you you can't look back... With today's modern lens and not see things that are mm-hmm. very clear. In the same way that you can't look back and see things that aren't. Yeah, you, it, we're, it's a two-way street, right? You yeah. can look back with modern lenses and in your case of redlining where it's very yep. clear. Another example is the Dewey Decimal System. To put it in perspective... I, I, I'm the guy, similar to the... I, I, I somewhat understand the Dewey Decimal System, just, but... Yes, but the guy who created it... Yes. In night, I think in 1904. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure it was 1904. He was kicked out of the United States Congress for sexual assault allegations. Oh, jeez. In 1904. I mean, so that's... that's how. If you you must have done some really bad stuff to get kicked out in 1904. Well, you also have to remember, for as male centric as it was, and I would say patriarchal, you have to remember that, and in those times, whilst beating women was technically okay. Rape and whatnot else was absolutely not tolerated under any extent. There were people uh, who, when found out, were accused were not only rapists but were like, like when they were accused of rapists. Mm -hmm. You didn't get people going out saying let's castrate him. You had people going to his house, 
to castrate, castrate them. him? Yes. Well, that's because rape was against religion, you see. Well, obviously. But, anyways, the point about the Dewey Decimal System... Uh, very clearly, was... very clearly, you don't know a lot about religion. I mean, you know what? You got me there. <laughs> Cause, like... I didn't consider that. You're right. <laughs> And, well, it's only Dewey... it's only it's only anti-religious if you do it to someone in your religion. Yes, that is the part I was missing. Okay, but back to the Dewey yes, Decimal yes. System. It was the same thing of like the guy made it, and it was a good idea, yeah. sure, to like organize things not based upon just random numbers mm-hmm. of whatever books come in and when. Yes, but based upon like oh, what topic? Like, yeah, what author like organizing things. But he did it in a very racist way. Yes, but whereas if we look back now with a colorblind lens and be like, oh, race doesn't matter, mm-hmm. then we'll just see a system that puts certain authors in certain places. And then so, in other words, the you, so in other words, use the ideas of the past and make them and refresh them with a modern lens. All right, fair. Yes. But, yeah. I, well, I think that's not really judging the past. I think that's just utilizing the tools of yesteryear uh, I don't and know, because, polishing them. Sure. That, that's a fair argument. But I think in order to do that, though, you need to then... In order to judge the past properly, you need to look back, hold today's modern ideas in your head, but also, it's like, okay, um, this is a physics phenomenon. I know we haven't talked about science at all on this podcast, but it's a physics phenomenon with polarized lenses. If you guys have uh, polarized sunglasses, do me a favor, pick one of them up and look through it, and then while you're looking through it, twist it 90 degrees, you'll see it get lighter and darker. If you put two of those lenses in front of each other and twist them, it'll add different levels of darkness. It's like adding those two lenses in front of each yes. other. You need to view it through both. You Wanna can't know something just view weird, it from though? through one. Want to know what's weird, though? What? If you make one completely black, you make the other one completely black, and you add a third, you'll, be able, the to see the in- yes. you'll be able to see the entire thing. Yes, yeah, so if you have two that are perpendicular at 90 degree angles, you won't be able to see it. But if you add one in the middle, you'll be able to see through it again, which is it does not make sense. <laughs> Talk about a tangent. Good lord. <laughs> All right, let's reel this fish in. Yes. Uh, so I think that... Both Thomas and I have done a very good job of explaining it. I haven't. I personally haven't. I know. Well, fine. Thomas has done a terrible job. I have done an amazing job at at explaining um, that in order to judge history, you can't just sort of look at it wholesale through today's lens. I will agree on that. You You can't. You need to, in order to determine the morals of things in the past, judge it through today's lens. But in order to get an entire picture, that can't be the only thing that you do. I'd argue that you should judge people by the morals of that time, but then talk and teach people about it with talk the morals of, of uh, yeah, today. Judge by your. I think that's a, that is a very good way of putting it. I think another way of putting it would be judge people by the morals of their time, but judge the morals of the time by modern ones. Yeah, that works. Because then you're saying, you know what? Yes, the, we accept that. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, to put something, to use a very good analogy for this, mm-hmm. this is going to make some of you cringe if you're Canadian, which, fair enough. I don't even want to say it. This Come is on. so controversial. Just, just do it. Just do it. Come on. <laughs> the uh, the Aboriginal school system. The, the forced, residential school system? Yes, that. Yes. Thank you. Because at the time, when it first came into effect, think about it from their perspective. You are trying to help people that you see as backwards savages. Are they? Arguably not. Arguably yes. But it depends it, it, on how. It really you depends on how you define a savage, savage. society. Yeah. And even so, being a savage society isn't necessarily so a, a bad a bad thing. thing. It's just 
a comparison of how advanced a society yeah. is, right? But anyway, the point is, is that you have these people who want to help these people get to heaven. They want to help you go to a better place. They want to help you make something of it. Did they do it in the right way? No. Absolutely they committed not. cultural genocide. Actual, literal, cultural genocide. But when you take it into their perspective, it makes sense. Exactly. And it's... Those people had the good intentions. But yes. the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That is a very good way of putting it. Yep. You, these people, they had the best ideas, and they were like, we're gonna... They thought they were helping people. Yes. It's not like in the in an obvious case of, like, the Nazis, where it's like, these people are terrible and bad, yeah. and we're going to kill them. That wasn't the goal. The goal was, we want to improve the lives of these people, but now we see that the that it did we irreparable did it harm. Was absolutely... Ir caused irrevocable impacts. Irre irrevocable damages, yeah. It's... So, we can judge those people by saying this is what was accepted at the time. Mm -hmm. So, but we can also then apply a label to the ideas that were accepted at the time and say these ideas are no good. Yes, I suppose. I would agree. And as a matter of fact, I think that's a pretty good spot to end. I think we've sort of talked ourselves in circles quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think we've... I think that is as close as we're going to get to a proper closing idea. Yes. So well, at least we both agree upon it, right? Uh, You're the one who put the idea out there in the first place. You I can't know. Disagree with it now. Not I can allowed. disagree with anything. You're not allowed to change your opinion on anything ever, don't you know? Bullshit. Twenty years from now, when people are listening to this back, you better still believe exactly what you believe and not change anything, right? Well, just like that. Now I'm a Nazi. Yep. Now, <laughs> great. And now I'm on record on a podcast with someone saying he's a Nazi. That's going to be so good in the future. I can tell. If you're listening to this. I want to be perfectly clear for a moment. Well, how if can you I ever meet a clear, Nazi? You're a human. If I ever meet a Nazi, ever in my life, I would do the exact same thing I would do to a communist. Rent a helicopter, fly up to 36,000 feet, and kick them out. Oh, well, Thomas, I can show you a couple communists. We just gotta go to any, any university in the country. Yeah, but it's a lot easier to find the communism because they're acceptable. Because it's that, an acceptable yeah. idea. Uh, I, let, let's not get on that. That's a topic for another day, is the topic of <laughs> yes, the limits of the left wing versus the right wing. Nah. I think that's an interesting topic for another day. I suppose. Alright, I think it's time for us to end the episode. We want to thank you guys very much for listening on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Please share with your friends if you like it, and remember to comment and give us a rating so that we can reach more people who are interested. Thank you for listening to the Observation Deck. Have a lovely evening, afternoon, or morning.